This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, December 11, 2012. And of course, we're now what? Almost halfway through the month of December. Yeah, I I like I like the last year. I like December. It's got November, which has my favorite holiday, and then of course Christmas and the holiday season. I I, I like the holiday season. It's kind of fun for me. Even though most of my nieces and nephews are a little bit too old to enjoy it like they used to, it used to be a lot of fun. We used to go around. One of the things we used to do in my neighborhood when when they were young, we would pick them up, bring them over, have about 10 or 15 of them, and we walk around the neighborhood and look at the Christmas lights. It was kind of fun. Then we have hot chocolate. But now most of them are young adults and they don't like stuff. Oh, well, life moves on. Market still is acting up. I mean, we had an okay day, I suppose. But what is amazing, if you're watching the market, what should be amazing to you is COVID cases are exploding, right? They've exploded already. Vaccines coming out. The market's just shrugging its shoulder about the whole thing. That's pretty interesting, I think. It's going to be more volatile coming, but the market's not really being very volatile based on what we're, you know, what's happening. But you need to deal with it. You need to expect it. It is Friday, and I'll make, I'll do my best to share the highlights from my newest KPB Premium newsletter to make it interesting. I'll try. Um, I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program, I'm going to do my best, again, to provide you with unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions, if you got them. I will talk about strategies. I had long conversations with two different people about insurance today, different kinds of insurances and live health, auto, homeowners, even though that's no longer my expertise, I do have a big background in that, so I can help you with any of those kinds of questions as well. So what did the market do actually today? Well, it was mixed. The Dow was up 47 points, the S&P down 28, and the S&P 500 down 5. So it was a kind of a mixed down day, I would say. Um, so I don't know if we, you know, I don't know if it's all that exciting. It's just kind of boring. And I don't think nothing's really going to happen until they pass a new spending package uh, or we get some kind of um, some kind of numbers from the vaccine. In other words, when they start passing it out, we probably won't see those for months, several months. That's what I'm thinking, as far as numbers from the vaccine having an impact. But we will see an impact from the spending package, I think. And they need to, you know, Washington is, they're so bad. They could have had this done before the election. Both sides could have had this done, but politics got in the way. So they don't really care about you and me, just so you know. They don't really care about you or me. You know, they don't really care. You know, if you're unemployed, they don't care. If it gets in the way of politics, politics wins. You lose every time. So just be aware that that's how it works in Washington. Now that the election is kind of over, they may come to an agreement. Just the way it works, people. Okay, let's go straight to the Talk Voice Bank. And here's a call that came in earlier. Remember, our number is 888-99-CHART. This call came from Pennsylvania. 
Hello, this is Dylan from Pennsylvania. I uh, appreciate everything you guys do there at KPP. My question is about Boeing, just a stock that I haven't heard too many people talking about. Um, it's been beaten down pretty bad. Just had a recent range breakout. Doesn't look like there's any resistance until probably around $300 a share. You know, with reopening and getting their 737 maxes back out, I just kind of see some upside potential there and just wanted to get your thoughts on maybe a long-term investment at these prices. Thank you, and I look forward to hearing the answer on the show. Long-term investment, I think it's fine, but short-term, it's way, way expensive. Sales have been collapsed in the last two years. I'll just give you an example. In 2018, the sales for Boeing was $16 a share. 2019, they lost $3.47, and that was because of the 737 Max 8. 2020, this year, they're going to lose almost $9 a share. Next year, they're going to make $1.53, and the stock is $230 a share. So, no matter how you look at it, that's super expensive. Now, will they recover? Chances are extremely high that they will, yes. Um, uh, what was their old high? About three, uh, four forty-six. That was in two thousand early two thousand nineteen. Four hundred forty-six dollars is two hundred thirty dollars now. So if they get back to their sixteen dollars a share like they did in two thousand eighteen, uh, yeah, that 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 would drive them. But it, for me, it's just too expensive. I'm not that interested in this type of expensive stock. And remember, they're going to be relying on the airlines to buy their planes, and it's going to take a long time for the airlines to recover. They got lots of planes they have on the ground that they can start using when people start flying again. When's that going to happen? Year, two years? When's it going to get back to the way it was? Two, three years? Don't know. Long time though. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and Christmas is just around the corner. That means only two weeks, by the way. While we adjust to the new way of celebrating this year, we should remember that the task of building our financial freedom must continue, always should. The goal requires information, strategies, effective strategies, in fact. So, let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about financially? And, of course, your participation is very important to the show. 888-99-CHART. heard about Riskalyze. It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 888-99-SHART. That's my number, 888-992-4278. And you, of course, are listening to Invest Talk, and I do appreciate you joining the show. My focus point today concerns this story. E-commerce sales soar, and Walmart earnings beat expectations. Okay, I want to tell you about beating expectations real quick. The Wall Street, they always downgrade earnings before the end of the quarter for every company. So that they can beat expectations. So it sounds like it's great. Now, so you just got to, that doesn't mean it's a bad. It's just that you need to understand how things work. Okay. And we'll, and we'll talk about this Walmart here in a minute, but, you know, which is, which are pretty good numbers. Any other topics I want to talk about? How about uh, consumer credit numbers? 
They were very interesting. Um, and how about we talk about the spread of COVID, COVID-19, and the economic news and how they're interrelated and what will happen? What's the impact of one on the other? And finally, I got some hot present ideas for you for Christmas, hot presents idea, what you should buy people. One of them I kind of want, but anyways. Let's talk to Emilios in San Francisco. You want to talk about gold, Emilios? Uh, sir, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to uh, see if you like a GLD ETF. I do. In, in addition to GDX, which I bought thanks to you. Okay, I do. I like them both. They, they, they have been consolidating sideways to down for a couple, three months now. Man, I just think it's just setting it up for a buying opportunity. You watch. When this breaks out again, people are going to call me up immediately and say, you know, should I buy gold now? And I'm saying, no, buy it, buy it through two months ago, three months ago. So you watch. That's going to happen. Uh, this is the time you buy it. And if you don't have enough gold position in your what you should immediately also say, well, how much percentage of my portfolio do I want to have in gold? And I wouldn't recommend well, more percent. than, yeah, what percent? I wouldn't recommend more than 15%. I wouldn't recommend more than that. Um, gotcha. But, you know, you don't have to just be GDX and GLD. We have gold stocks. And, you know, so. Yeah, I, like, I, I had called once about AEM, and I know you guys love that. So. Yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid okay. to jump into those two. Emilio, thanks for the call. Oh. Appreciate it. Thank you. So let me spend a minute talking about the unique services we offer at KPP Financial. Uh, we are a money management company, a registered investment advisor firm. Justin Klein and I operate uh, the financial firm in, in Irvine, California. We, can, we do business all over the United States. We are dedicated to a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And, you know, this helps our listeners because I buy the same thing for myself as I do for my clients. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong for everybody, including myself. I don't want to be wrong. We call that parallel investing, by the way. Also, we have different strategies for your different risk tolerance. How much risk you want to take and which strategy would fit that risk tolerance. And, you, you know, and you're not ever stuck in one or the other. You can move around if you want to. Um, so, you know, remember, it's, you can, if you want to know more or learn more, go to investtalk.com or call our KPP financial officers in Irvine, California. Me and Justin will be happy to talk to you. So, love to, love to have you as a new client. Now, on Fridays, I made time to fit in a quick rundown on our benchmark numbers, right? Two-year Treasury yield is at 0.17, not much different than last week. The 10-year Treasury at 0.85, down a little bit. So the yield spread there between the 2 and 10 squeezed a little bit. But it's a healthy yield right now. So just remember, last Friday it was 0.96. Now it's 0.88. So it's squeezed. Gold price, 18.85 an ounce, 1,851. I'm sorry, 1,851. Um, oil was selling at 46.59 a barrel, and you notice how it's been creeping up over the long. Remember, it got down to 19 dollars a barrel. Remember that? Everybody's panicking. Oh my God! No, no, it's yeah. National average for a gallon of regular gasoline, two dollars and fifteen cents. Last week it was two sixteen. There's a penny more. In California, the average was three eighteen today. Three dollars and eighteen cents a gallon. Yeah. 
Oklahoma. Do you want to compare it? A dollar eighty-seven. We pay in three eighteen now here in California. Oklahoma is paying a dollar eighty-seven. Uh huh. Anyways, those are some of the numbers. Let's go to Eric in Iowa. He's a podcast listener. Eric. Hi, Steve. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, I'm not necessarily wondering about uh, UDN specifically, um, but that type of a company, that's a bearish on the U.S. dollar. Um, I've owned it. I, I bought it, uh, I guess, after the first stimulus package went through and the dollar kind of fell in value. Um, it's only up about 2% since I bought it. And I, I kind of try to maintain a fairly aggressive portfolio. Uh-huh. And I'm just wondering, with the outlook of the economy and stuff and more stimulus on the way, does that or a position like that have a place in a relatively aggressive portfolio? Or is the growth on that going to be kind of what it's been, just you know, a, a portion of a percent here and there? Yeah, I think you're more likely to have a small movement. Uh, you can get better bang for and something else that's that's like gold, for instance. I'm not I'm not suggesting you buy gold. I'm just saying, if the go- dollar goes down even a little bit, gold will go up much more exponentially to the dollar. Okay, this will go up. Okay, uh, if the dollar gets weak, this will go up. By the way, there's a UDN. Everybody, Invesco. Uh, bearish on the dollar ETF, okay? So if the dollar goes down, this will go up. But it's never going to skyrocket on you. Uh, 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 it, it just won't. It's not designed really to do that, Eric. So I, I think your money might be better served somewhere else, uh, betting on the same philosophy that the dollar will get weaker. And what will benefit? Commodities will benefit, different kind of commodities, precious metals and materials, those will benefit, and I think you can get better bang for your buck if you move in those areas. But a good question, Eric, a really good question. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. On the next Invest Talk, I have a story. Consumer credit lending is expected to rebound to pre-pandemic levels in the first half of 2021. Why is that? Is that a good thing? That story is going to be Monday. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. Let's take a quick look at your financial to-do list. At the top, make that phone call to the Invest Talk Anytime listener line. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will provide unbiased answers to your questions. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And my, my focus point today. E-commerce sales soar with with Walmart earnings beating expectations. Statistics indicate that the COVID pandemic has caused a shift in purchasing power uh, purchasing patterns. Okay, equivalent to three to five years of acceleration in e-commerce. In other words, it's bedded up moving to e-commerce, and Walmart has were smart enough to position themselves and take advantage of this. I think Walmart. Uh, has done a very good job. I th- remember we're, Amazon is the gold standard, right? Because they that's everybody competes with Amazon. So Walmart's done a good job to compete with Amazon. Target has done a good job, and Costco. Those three I know have done a good job of 
going online sales, and they they really have done. So Walmart's case, uh, e-commerce sales rose almost 80% in the third quarter, 80, 80, okay? And instead of browsing store aisles, more customers are shipping purchases to their homes, getting groceries dropped off at their doors, or picking up online purchases at the curbside at the store. And the CEO... Doug McMillan thinks that his trend is going to continue. He doesn't think it's going to fall off even with a COVID vaccine. He just doesn't see it happening. Interesting, isn't it? So I'm I'm pretty sure we know. Okay, how long have you known this? How long have you known that e-commerce is just expanding all the time? You've known it for years. So how do you how do you take advantage of it? Well, you could have bought Amazon. Wished I bought Amazon. I didn't. <laughs> we could have, but I did buy Walmart. I bought those stores and uh, those th- those entities, uh, those companies, public companies. I thought would benefit from massive growth of e-commerce, also massive growth of working from home and data data usage and cloud computing. We know these things are going to expand exponentially. So are you invested in them? Why not? What stopped you or what's stopping you? You still do it. See, you got to think of the future. Where is things going? Don't think of what they are now and don't like, oh, look, this has lost money in the last year. Who cares about last year? We don't care about last year. No one cares about last year. You don't invest looking in the rear view mirror. You look in the the windshield, you look forward. Where are we going? Not where we've been. So think about that. Think about your investments. Well, is this is this a is this an investment that looks backward or forward? And that's how you do it. If you want to be successful, forward, forward looking. Okay, my focus point today. Now, if it is, you know, Friday's moved pretty fast for me. I don't know about you. But let's go ahead and fit in another, fit in another caller question. This time it came, uh, it came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Justin and Steve. Thank you for all the work that you two do. I have a question for you about Chipotle Mexican Grill. I love the company as a customer. Wondering if it's too expensive at the current number it's trading for right now or it's a good value buy based on the fact that it's getting a lot of business these days. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the matter. Take care. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Okay, so Chipotle's symbol, uh, Chipotle Mexican Grill symbol is CMG. And just as a reminder for everybody, you know McDonald's started, started this company, right? McDonald's. Anyways, uh, they're going to make uh, $21.43 next year. It's a $1,299 stock. So, so, uh, so if it's a 100 PE... 100 PE, that gives us, what, 2,000? So that's about a 50 PE looking forward. The growth is pretty spectacular. From this year to next, that's about a 94% growth. Okay, so it's expensive, but the growth may justify the expense. To me, it looks like it has slowed down on stock price. It's kind of moving sideways for several months now. Now, is that consolidation to go higher, or is that consolidation to correct that's a tough question to answer return equity is very high at 25 cash flow is very good at 27 dollars 89 cents um 
mutual funds are buyers almost 200, 100, no, 140 ad, you know, new mutual funds this last year, in the last 12 months, added Chipotle to their portfolio. So, you know, now if, if we were all smart, we could have bought it for $266 in 2013, right? Uh, last year's low, uh, two, four, 423, it's at 1299. So you could have bought it around five, six hundred dollars at the bottom of the correction. Now it's 1299. To me, it's too expensive right now. You've already missed a big part of the move. Uh, I, I would, I would look elsewhere. Okay. We just marked the 79th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, that formally dragged us into World War II. But in Washington, D.C., the United States government was preparing for war before the attack on Pearl Harbor. So as we go to break, here is my trivia question. Our giant War Department building, known as the Pentagon, officially opened in January 1943. So computed in $2020, what was the taxpayer cost? to the construction of the Pentagon. Pentagon. And why did architects choose a, a five-sided design? I'll give the answer after the break, but for now, the phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's an Invest Talk Friday. Steve Peasley is on duty, and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Time to give me a call ask anything financial. We'll talk about anything financial, everybody. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. Okay, I'm talking about our giant war department building, the Pentagon. It opened officially in 1943. How much did it cost in $2,020? What was the cost initially? Why did they build it in an octagon shape, five-sided design? The Pentagon was headquarters of the U.S. Department of Defense, is still is, and is located in Virginia. The Pentagon is a five-sided concrete steel building with more than 6 million square feet of floor space, one of the largest office buildings in the world. The cost of a construction for the Pentagon was, Pentagon was first budgeted at $35 million. Remember, this is a government budget. Do you think they came in under budget or at budget? No way. And that was in 1941-42. The actual cost was $75 million, twice as much, more than twice as much. That finished in 1942. We know today that the cumulative rate of inflation in U.S. dollars, we know what it is, so what do you think it is in which is, by the way, 1,496%. So what do you think the today's cost of the Pentagon is in today's dollars? $1.2 billion. Why was it built with, built with five sides? A Pentagon shape meant 
shorter interior dis distances compared with a rectangular, and straight sides were a lot easier to build than a circular building. That's what it says. Would you like a bonus factor, too? The construction of the Pentagon began, began September 11th, 1941. September 11th which was 60 years to the day after the terrorist attack in 2001, September 11th. The site originally planned for the Pentagon was on a plot of land that was once part of the grand, grand estate of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. So, interesting little factoids. Coming up, I will share highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter, but first, let's squeeze in another caller, this time from Texas. Hi, Justin and Steve. This is Jamil from Dallas, Texas. I listen to your podcast almost every episode. So my question is about 2021 Roth IRA I'm going to invest. I will maximize the Roth IRA. Uh, I was wondering what would you suggest since I understand you recommend investing all of it up front at the beginning of the year. Would you recommend investing in the index funds or are there some sectors that you would recommend given that there's there will be a new administration and such? So what's your recommendation if I were to invest oh, 6,000 for IRA starting of 2021? My time horizon for the IRA investment is about 20 years. That is 20 years from retirement. So I can be very aggressive. So I don't have to be diversified as such. So thanks again. Bye. Well, I recommended three uh, three areas for the coming year, uh, which is precious metals, um, uh, materials, and uh, commodities. I like 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 um, copper mines, um, materials like uh, iron ore. Those kinds of areas I think are going to do well because I think we're going to have some inflation. I think the dollar is going to get weaker, so that will help those areas. For long term, it has no, there's, it's smart to be in a broader uh, index fund, ETF. I would suggest an ETF. You can do, you know, you can do almost anything you want with ETFs. It got broad index. It got sectors. So what you can do is you can break that six thousand up and put it in different parts of the market. But those are the areas I like the best right now. A year from now, maybe different. So. Anyways, other than the broader market ETFs, I think that's always a way to go for a long-term investment. Okay? The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to uh, subscribers today, and it, you know I pack it with all kinds of information. Uh, the first section is called the Market Conditions section. Um, I said there was a massive release of economic data last week, but not so much this week. However, there was a couple of reports worthy of interest. Jobless claims rose sharply, 853,000. They were expected to be uh, to fall to 720,000, and that you know it, it, they, they didn't expect it to jump to 853. That's a lot. That's a big miss by the experts. Okay, but it should have been expected that with the more closings and tightening of the economy because of COVID. It's going to continue like this for a while. So, and I mentioned that clearly, the spread of COVID virus was the reason, probably. Um, so, also, you know, the reason why the market hasn't collapsed, and I mentioned this in the newsletter, is because 
of the vaccine. So you have this race, and I mentioned it as, as a race many times here in the last month or two, between the vaccine and the COVID spread. Which one's going to win? Well, the, COVID, the, the vaccine will win eventually. It will. But how bad will the COVID spread get before that happens? We don't know. No one knows. You know, they, how, how many times have the experts been wrong about COVID-19? How many times? I mean, from the very beginning, everybody's wrong. You know, so weren't we supposed to have a million-plus dead people by now? Oh, I mean, every, and I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying they didn't know. And I, I wish that any, anybody and everybody would stop acting like they know. They don't know where the COVID is going to go. I can tell you I'm pretty sure that the vaccine will take care of this problem by next year. But, you know, all these different rules and regs, and they keep changing, no one knows. They just, they have, they're, they're getting more and more scientific data. And a couple, three years from now, they'll, we'll be able to look back and say, okay, now we know what happened. But during the pandemic, and the thing, how many times we've changed different rules? And I think that's to be expected. No one knows. No one knows. Anyway, so I'm, I talk about how that uh, the the boom in uh, uh, the economy, world economy, to come with the vaccine spread, and we should be looking forward to that and investing with that in our minds. The portfolio management section. I, I talked about you needed a couple of things. You need knowledge. You need experience. You need patience. You know, there's things you need to have to be a successful investor. And that's what I talked about. Uh, what kind? Of, you, you need discipline. There's certain things you have to have if you're going to win. If you're in and out, in and out, and you just buy this and sell that, and I'm buying these because I like it, I saw the news, and you're not disciplined about your purchases or your sales, you're not going to be successful. Doesn't It doesn't happen. Um. Let's see, uh, in the stock ideas section, I had a couple of pretty big companies. Uh, mining. One of them was a mining operation supplying iron ore, copper, oil, gas, metallurgical, coal, big company. Um, just gave you some reasons why I like that. And I also a publicly traded company that mines copper. Okay, and there's not too many that specifically does copper. So I put it, put it in there. And they're big names. You can always, the newsletter is always out there for you. If you want to subscribe, go to investtalk.com. You know, it's, it's there. You get, it, it comes out every Friday. The, finally, the final section is the consumer watch section. That's the final section that's there in the newsletter. So there's four sections. Okay? Uh, and in this case, I, I got a little lighter side of things. I said, okay. Here's some quaint places you should put on your bucket list to see and why. And I named some of the ones I've been to that I really enjoy. I've been to some, several, many of some of these things many times because they're so neat to go. And Well, like, for instance, uh, Carmel, Carmel, California. You've never been to Carmel, California, and you need to see it before you die. Or on the East Coast, I really like Kenny Buckport. I thought that was a neat town. Right on the Pacific Coast, the East Coast Highway in Maine. And I, I like Mystic. Have you ever been to Mystic, Connecticut? That was kind of a neat place to visit. See, so there's all, I, the one place I haven't been, I haven't been too much in the south. I need to make a special trip to get down there. 
find out what's neat down in the South. But there was a couple of places I mentioned that I think you should see before you, before you pass from this world. Okay? Remember, you can get the KPP Premium Newsletter. Go to investtalk.com and subscribe. comes out every Friday. Okay, let's keep moving. Here comes another caller question from our 888-99-CHART number. Hey, Justin or Steve. Uh, first off, love the show, love the podcast. I listen quite a bit now. I'm just on the street from you guys in Costa Mesa. Had a question for you about an ETN. I don't hear ETNs get brought up too often. Um, this one is a, a Swiss-based ETN, R-E-M-L, Rimmel. I've been invested for a while. I collect a nice dividend from it. Looking at the one-year chart from where it was in March compared to now, it looks like it has quite a bit of room to grow, but um, some news has came out on it. Not sure I understand it entirely. Wanting to know your thoughts on it, and then also just maybe ETNs in general. It doesn't get brought up too much, so maybe it's a good topic for uh, listeners as well. So really curious on your take on on this one, and uh, again, thanks for the podcast. It's great. Thank you. So, ETN is exchange traded note versus an ETF. Okay, uh, and they're related. They're, they're pretty closely. They're very similar. Okay, so ETNs are not that many of them. Where the ETFs are extremely popular. Uh, this is a REL REML Credit Suisse Exchange Mortgage type ETN. An ETN seeking to provide two times leverage, long exposure to the return of the FTSE Nartel All Mortgage Capped Index. So it's related to mortgages. I don't know exactly how it runs, but I'm thinking don't be in love with that dividend of 32.9%. That's not real. It, you know, uh, it probably had a one time, one time, uh, payout. And notice the stock went from $23 all the way down to a uh, dollar. Now it's at $5. So, you know, that payout probably is what took that, by the way. Or it could be the COVID. It could be both. Who knows? But I'm not keen on it. Because you know why I'm not keen on it? Because you don't understand what it does, and neither do I. I don't like buying stuff we don't understand. Do you really understand how they make money? I do not. I know they do. I know they do it through the mortgage market. How? And what does that index track? I don't know. So unless you know what you're buying, don't buy it. That's one of uh, Warren Buffett's biggest bugaboos. Know what you're buying. Understand what you are buying. Understand what that business does thoroughly. Not just, well, I think they should do this. No, understand it. What's their profit margins? Who's their competitors? Uh, uh, what's their products? Are the products, you know, going to be in demand in the future? All these fundamental things you're supposed to know before you decide to buy. And this ETN, I'm not sure what it does, so I can't advise you. Other than I'd stay away from it unless you know, and I do, which I doubt you do. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Consumer credit for October fell to seven point two billion dollars. The month before September, it was $15 billion. so cut in half. Credit cards fell. That's what the, the debt, you, you using credit cards, fell 6.7%, okay, in October. The month before, they grew 3.2%. So the second quarter record fall of total credit 
fell $76 billion, total fall in credit. Well, second quarter, $76 billion. Third quarter, you'd think it would rebound because, you know, the economy rebounded. It still fell. This time, only $10 billion, but it still fell. Now, is that good news or bad news? I would submit that that's good news. Why? Because all that money that you're not spending, if you looked, you would note that savings rate jumped up over these last months. People saving a lot of money. That's very healthy for an economy, having money in savings. Remember, when you save money or you have money, that money is put to work by banks and other institutions. The more you have, the more wealth you build, the more they will lend out, the more economic activity we have, the stronger our economy. You know how you measure, when we measure our economy, it's the flow of money around the system that is weak or strong. The stronger or faster that money flows, the speed of money, the faster it is, the stronger the economy is. You want it flowing. When you're in a recession, money doesn't flow or it slows way down. That's why you hear me, hear me and Justin talk about liquidity. The, the Federal Reserve is uh, pumping liquidity into the system. We're talking about money. You keep it flowing. Liquidity. It's all related to everybody. It's not simple, but it's not rocket science either. You can learn this. You just keep listening to the show or read some books or do both. You can learn this. It is not rocket science. It just can get complex at times. So, anyways. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Um, uh, you know that COVID is spreading. We all know that. Numbers are getting big, and it's weakening our economy again because we're shutting things down. If that's the case, how come stocks aren't falling? Again, I need you to pay attention. If the stocks are not falling, why not? Because investors are looking forward, and they see better times ahead. So you need to look forward. They see the vaccine coming out. And they're betting the money that that vaccine will eventually win over the COVID spread. Meanwhile, though, until that happens, we're going to see a weaker and weaker economy. Because we're shutting things down. Anyway, this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here. It's always the same. Always has been the same. And that's to help you achieve financial freedom. Everybody wants financial freedom. The work will continue after the break. Get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. What a difference a year makes. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Rob calling from Las Vegas. The other day, Steve had mentioned on a podcast that uh, he thinks uh, 2021 will be an up year. And I'm just curious to know, what do you think the likelihood of a recession happening at the beginning of 2021? Now that unemployment claims are, are rising, there's long lines for food, evictions are coming. And then there's also a wide range of relief provisions that are expected. 
expiring at the end of this month. Small businesses are failing, and additionally, COVID fatalities are soaring. And it doesn't seem like Congress can get its act together. So my question is, I'm curious to see your opinion on what do you think if a recession will happen? Will it happen in the first quarter? Uh, and what the likelihood of, of that is? Thanks, and I'll listen for the answer on your next podcast. Have a good day. I think it's a 50-50 shot. I think we might have a recession in the first quarter, uh, a, a revisit of a recession. I know that the federal government is going to increase spending, but how long will it take that to get into the system? Will that prevent a recession? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not, notice I'm not panicked about it. I am not. I'm not worried about it in the market because the market's going to be looking forward. Yes, can you have a correction in the market? That could happen, but I don't know if we're going to return to a bear market. Bear market is when it falls 20% or more. I'm not, I'm not convinced of that because of all the possibilities, the COVID vaccine and the, and the huge expending coming down from the government. So I think the recession is going to be short if we have one. It's going to be a spike down for a quarter, maybe a quarter, maybe two, and then we're going to come roaring back. That's what I think is going to happen. So um, I think it's a, a possibility of a recession. I do. I, I think that's possible because we're shutting down again. You know, we're not shutting completely down. We've learned that lesson, hopefully, that shutting everything down completely is just kind of foolish, unproductive, and not necessary. But Shutting down partially and in different places and different types of businesses, yeah, that's going to happen. You know, uh, it's already happening. So we'll see the result of this next month, month after that. So that's what I think. Okay, what to buy for Christmas? A little happier no. Don't want to talk about recession. Okay, I really like that star scope. Did you see that's a monocular, not a binocular, but a monocular it's pretty powerful. It's really small. I kind of, I kind of like that idea. I think it looks pretty cool. How about Lumagard solar-powered motion sensor floodlights? Kind of like those. I need those for my house. Now, I, I wonder how you know. Like, I probably got lots of uh, like uh, critters, and I wonder how how sensitive those things are. Or how about they have these solar stair lights, LED lights that are really small, you put them on your stair outside, you know, any steps you might have, and they light up the stairs that you can walk up and I I kind of, they're small, but light, you know, they're bright. I like those ideas. And have you seen the photo stick? Have you ever seen, a photo stick is a little, you know, the, oh, I used to call them dongles, but everybody tells me that's not what they call them. But, you know, they're they're the the, the, uh, little USB thing that you put in, and you can store tens and thousands of photographs on the photo stick. I like that idea, too. And I had, uh, and those were the ideas I saw that I said, gee, I, kind of, you know, I, I, I might, other than the photo stick, because I don't take photos, I probably could, I probably mind having these things, but I know I won't get anything. Don't feel sorry for me, but I know my wife is way too busy at Christmas time to go Christmas shopping. Just way too busy. And I am too busy, too. Anyways, 888-99 number, 888-99 charter is our number, everybody. There, we, we, we don't have enough time to take another call. I want you to have a great weekend. Don't get caught up in the Christmas shop shopping uh, crowd. Stay safe. You can shop online or just go to places that are not crowded. 
Okay, that's that's my suggestion for this weekend. I'm going to do some shopping, I think. I'm going to do some. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody, and this completes another Investop program, and I will return next week. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. Okay? In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family about us. I really would appreciate it. We have over 100 uh, podcast archive shows, free downloads. You can download them from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com. And I would like you to rate us, too. You can even say we're bad if we th- if you think we are. And if you want to listen live, you can hear us live weekly, Monday through Friday, specific time on investtalk.com. It's free. Just click on the listen live button. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is Invest Talk. And enjoy your weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.